Hey there, friend. You know, weight loss can be a pretty tricky subject, especially if you've already lost some weight and you're working on those last 10 to 15 pounds. It's definitely a different experience than when you're trying to lose the first 10 to 15 pounds. Lots of people have a whole lot of opinions, and it can feel pretty lonely to be working on those last few pounds by yourself. That's why I'm bringing back a beloved free training called Losing the Last 10 to 15 Pounds. We are going to talk about what losing those last pounds is, and more importantly, what it's not about. We'll bust through the myths, and we'll talk about what's really needed to lose those last 10 to 15 pounds. And finally, I'll share with you how to lose the last 10 to 15 pounds in a way that is loving and safe and healthy, and most importantly, a positive experience for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Tuesday, May 21st, 2024, once at 11 a.m. Central and the other at 7.30 p.m. Central. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a great time together. But if you can't make either of those times on that day, I'm not going to leave you hanging. We are offering several watch parties through the rest of the week and even on the following Saturday. So come and watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will definitely be worth your time. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash lose the last. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash L-O-S-E-T-H-E-L-A-S-T. Now, please enjoy the show. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 94. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hey, what's up, friends? I have got another amazing coaching call for you today. I know for so many of you, these coaching calls are some of your favorite episodes. And I know that you're learning so much from listening to other people being coached. You know, what I hear time and time again in my weight loss for doctors only coaching group (laughs) is it's so funny. The clients will say, yeah, I know you said that I would learn a bunch from seeing other people being coached or reading their coaching, but wow, like I really am actually learning a lot. It's like, they're like, "Ah." and then they get the experience and they're like, whoa, okay, I get it. Now I see why groups are so powerful. And so that's exactly what's happening for you here, for you to get that experience of seeing someone else work through their issues and then identifying the common threads between what they're going through and what you're dealing with in your life and applying some of the insights that they receive into your struggles as well and use them to start making forward progress. So I can't wait to have you listen to this coaching call with Nina. Enjoy. All right, Nina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're you're going to just tell me what you're struggling with, what you want to coaching on today. So go ahead and let me know about that. So I basically have always been athletic and pretty lean most of my life and had fairly good eating habits because I ate very slowly, but I always overindulged in sweets. And when I got to med school, 
And then the time rush of grab your meal and go. I really developed really bad eating habits then. And I just think it's been really hard to undo that, even though for 20 something years before that, I knew how to listen to my body. And then I had four kids. I've had some orthopedic surgeries and I've been really stuck at a set point about 15 pounds higher than I know I feel better at and I'm Mm -hmm. able to be more athletic with. And I've looked for a lot of different plans. I feel like I'm constantly searching for more plans, but somehow not able to commit and be accountable even and and mostly around sweets, I think is is probably the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me more about that. I think some of it was always emotional eating, which I've really kind of delved into and really embraced feeling the emotions. But some of it's just habits that you know I can do really well for a couple of days, and then I'm like, eh, just one little bite won't hurt, and it's not that I, I just can't keep it to that. Mm-hmm. So what I've come to conclude is that my real struggle is with accountability because I have this goal that I really want to get back to my regular weight and it's where I think I feel better. I'm able to just, I feel like my clothes fit and I feel strong, but I'm stuck because I'm not being accountable to the things that are going to get me there. Mm -hmm. And part of it is the sweets and part of it is just saying I'm committed to the meal planning and I love fasting. So that's been a really great thing in my life. It just seems to simplify a lot. And even though I'm counseling all my patients on sticking with a healthy eating plan, I just realized that, you know, if I really did what I'm saying, I should be able to lose 10 to 15 pounds and that it shouldn't really continue to be this struggle for the last five years. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, good. So, you know, you were saying that you really want to get to that regular weight because your clothes fit better and and all of that. But I want to know more about that commitment. Like, what do you think is going to be better when you're at that goal weight in your life? I've really struggled with that. I think that a couple of things is like when I go running, I know I would be able to run better. I know I'd be able to do pull-ups, which I can't do now because I still feel kind of heavier than I've ever been. But I also thought I would be more confident. But that I realized was really just not thinking, I don't know if it's a false thought or I can't think of the words that you use sometimes, but I've kind of worked around that. So I think that I'm really growing into my confidence in other areas and realizing that's not really the part of it. But I think I've just never been like kind of stuck where I'm at now. So I I would say physically, I think I would also feel better. Mm -hmm. And also I know for my health, I know eating sweets is just not a good part of where I need to be for long term. So I think that there's that commitment as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're saying like you you thought you'd be more confident, but I think what you were saying is like, you know, confidence is a feeling and our feelings are not created by what our bodies, you know, what shape we are, what size we wear, you know, measurement of our waist or anything like that. Confidence is, you know, all of our feelings are created by our thoughts. And so you can feel confident now. What we think, this is what's so interesting. We kind of think like, well, wait, if I feel confident now, then why would I even go and lose the weight then? Right. If we're like, no, I need to change my body so I can feel confident. If I feel confident now, then I won't be driven to actually change anything. But it's the opposite. It's when you feel confident that you actually do the meal planning that you go, you know what? I've got me. I don't need to use the sweets to feel better right now. 
Okay. Isn't that interesting? It's like yeah. opposite of kind of what you think. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's tricky. I'll have to think about that for a little bit. Basically what it is, is we think we're going to be kind of a different person when we get to this goal, like somehow better in some way mm-hmm. and, or that we'll think better about ourselves or we'll have more positive opinion about ourselves. But that really isn't the case. Like you want to become that person who you want to be at goal now. You want to figure out who she is now and become her because she is the person who is you 15 pounds less and stays there. Right. You know, it's not like, let me lose the weight and then I'll become that person. It's become the person and then the weight comes off. Okay. 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 It's counterintuitive. It's it's like, what? But that really is what's required. It's like, okay, so me 15 pounds less who doesn't struggle with this stuff. How does she show up in her life? Like really being like curious, like you might be like, I don't know, because last time I was at my goal, like I didn't have four kids and you know, like (laughs) my life's very different now than it was the last time I was intuitively eating and everything was fine. So who is this person? You know, like, how does she feel on a regular basis? How does she live her life? So let's spend a little time thinking about that. What emotions do you think she would feel? Joy. Gratitude, excitement, lighthearted, kindness, patience. Do you think she'd have any any uncomfortable emotions? Yes. I mean, I think we have to, right? Yeah. Well, because if she's not eating to feel better, then she is probably willing to feel those uncomfortable okay. emotions that come Okay. Up. Okay. I see see that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we think that we're going to get there and then like, and and I know, you know, rationally, you know, that this is not the case, (laughs) but but like we kind of deep down, we're like, no, I'm still pretty sure though, you're (laughs) not as unhappy, you know, like, or like, you know, you're unhappy, but you know what I mean? Like, like pretty much, I'm pretty sure it's better. And then you get there and you're like, oh, wait, everything is the same otherwise. And I still am stressed or I still have whatever issues going on. Now what? No, I can't use sugar to make myself feel better. Crap. <laughs> right? So it really has to come from within. It really has to come from within. And it has to be... So for sure, you can cultivate more joy, gratitude, excitement, lightheartedness, kindness, patience in your life, for sure. Because those are all emotions. And those are all created by your thinking, by your thoughts. So for sure, your thoughts are creating your entire experience of your life. So can you cultivate more of that? Absolutely, you can. It requires some effort though, in the sense of managing your mind. What most of us do is we just go about living our lives thinking like, this is just my experience and not realizing that we're actually choosing that experience. Like, this is one of those things that I'm still like learning on a deeper and deeper level. Like, oh my God, no, for real now, I mean it, you know, like your thoughts literally create your entire life. And so you can definitely create, you know, all these good emotions by tapping into what you're feeling, deciding how you want to think, creating those emotions, but also knowing that sometimes you're going to have a hard day or bad outcome or when your kids is struggling or something's going on and you're not feeling joy and excitement and, you know, kindness very naturally at all. In fact, it feels very, very hard to create that. So then what? 
you know, like what a lot of us do then is we just are like, ah, oh, screw it. Let's just go out to eat. Screw it. Let me just eat, you know, this, I just want some dessert. I've had a hard day. Like I want to reward myself in some way mm-hmm. instead of just going like, it's okay because I can feel this emotion. Like I know that this is, I've got me and I don't need anything to take that away. I can actually feel this. And, and sometimes we want to feel it. Like, for instance, like if one of our children is struggling, you know, we, we don't want to not care or just think like everything's fine. Like that feels very Pollyanna, you know, like, it's just like what I'm just supposed to like bury my head in the sand. It's not that at all. Sometimes we're like, no, like my heart really hurts for them. And I want to feel that way right now. But then if that's how I'm choosing to feel with my thoughts, then I need to not expect something else like food to take that away from me. I need to be willing to feel it. And then when I don't want to feel that anymore, then I can decide to think about it in a different way. Okay. Okay. So this takes practice, you know, it's like, you know, you kind of get it on an intellectual level, but then you're like, oh, wait, okay, no wonder my brain is going like, for sure, you should go be eating some ice cream or whatever it is. And then you're like, interesting. I wonder why I'm feeling such an urge for that. Like, oh, let me actually delve into this deeper. Okay, this is what's going on for me. This is what I'm actually feeling. Okay. And then it's and then, you know, you get but like I will honestly often be like, this some sort of uncomfortable emotion. I'll think, okay, this is an opportunity for me to get really good at feeling that emotion. Like, like where it's just like, like, you know how that is? It's like, yeah. What kind of physician are you, if you don't mention? Uh-huh. Medpeds. Medpeds. Okay. So you know, you know, okay, kids who need to get a blood draw, right? Sometimes, you know, the first couple of times they are like freaking out, but think about kids who have to get like serial blood draws and, you know, maybe for weeks or months. And then by the end of it, they're like, yeah, whatever. Like this really isn't that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it hurts a little bit, but it's not that big of a deal at all. Right. Like they're able to get through it so much easier than they were at first. Mm -hmm. It's like we get, we, they get good at having a blood draw and going through that kind of scary and painful experience, the same thing can happen for us. I'm getting really good at feeling frustrated right now, getting really good at feeling rejected right now. Like, and that moves you toward feeling the emotion instead of thinking like, ew, gross. I hate this. This feels awful. What is my escape hatch? Like, how do I get out? Okay. And where's the sugar? Because that's the solution, you know? (laughs) Now, most of this is not going to be on a a very surface level for you. You're like, "Mm, that dessert looks good. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you're like, nothing else is going on, I don't think. But, But when you spend some time going, interesting that my brain's suggesting food right now. Am I actually physically hungry? No. That's that intuitive eating that you were talking about. You know, it's like, you know how to do this. We just have to tap back into it. And then going, I wonder what that's all about. Like, sure, I could eat it, but maybe I should just stay with myself for a minute and actually think about this. And whether that means doing a quick, you know, written thought download, or if that's not possible, just going like, so what's going on for me right now? That's making me think that that's the right thing. The more you practice this, the better you get at it. Like the easier it is to find like, oh, that's the, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. I'm going to get good at feeling that. Or like, what if that thought that I have about that thing wasn't even true? Because so often, like we're, we're so afraid or like we have these beliefs and it's like not even true. Like the opposite is often true. You know, that makes a lot of sense. And I think I understood what you said. Like I've learned you've got to feel the emotions, but then sometimes practically putting it in, like, how do you practice that? I think that's a really great example of, of how to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it really has to be this willingness. We're like, yeah, I'm totally willing until we start feeling really bad. And then we're like, wait, what did I sign up for? This sucks, you know? (laughs) But the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And it's really living like a full life. Like I think when people talk, I just want to live like, oh, I have all the experiences and live this great full life. Then that requires you to feel the hard times too, Mm -hmm. because otherwise you don't have that contrast, you know? And the other thing about it is think of all the negative emotions that are created when you aren't accountable to yourself, when you aren't following the meal plan, right? When you are eating sweets, even though you said you weren't going to, Mm -hmm. when the clothes don't fit the way you want them to, when you run and you don't feel the way you want to, right? Like there's a lot of negative emotions on the back end Mm -hmm. of not wanting to feel that emotion in the moment, right? So it's like, I don't want to feel that right now. So let me just eat some sugar, and then, or, you know, not plan my meals. And then on the back end, there's so much more negative emotion. And then we feel even worse about ourselves. And oftentimes then we eat more sweets because we feel worse about ourselves, right? So it's like this ongoing cycle. Like, how do you get through that? You have to be willing to feel that negative emotion in real time. Being like, okay, I'm all in on this process. I'm all in on me, you know? And that's what's so interesting. Like you mentioned, like you're always looking for another plan, another plan, another plan. <laughs> like you're like, certainly someone else has the answer, you know, <laughs> to what I should do, but you really have the answer. No one else has the answer. You have the answer. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think that those are good tools. I'm excited about implementing them. I feel like I've been getting closer and closer on this journey to making some breakthroughs and yeah. it's not, I, I know it doesn't, it isn't a quick fix and I'm, I'd rather that so that it is sustainable and less clutter in my mind. Right. Yeah, it really is. It really is brain clutter, right? It's like so many thoughts. It's such a distraction from what you could really be doing. Yeah. You know, the things that we really want, like from thoughts that create joy and gratitude and excitement and lightheartedness and kindness and patience, right? Like for real, right? We're like, I'm so thinking about all this stuff. I can't even connect with the people, you know, that I want to connect with and experience the kind of life that I want to experience. Yeah. It's so interesting. We're like, no, but because when I'm 15 pounds less, I will feel this way. I just need to lose the weight. But no, that's not at all what needs to happen. It's the other way around. Because someone who is cultivating all of those emotions, you know, intentionally isn't feeling this need to, she's not thinking about food, you know, like she's not, you know, beating herself up because she ate something she thought she shouldn't eat. That's you a know? great way to look yeah. at it. One thing I wanted to mention is you said you do really well with fasting. And you know what's so interesting about fasting and why some people do so well with it, I think, is because it's so all or nothing for them, right? They're like, there's no room for interpretation. I am not eating. The end, right? right? Like, <laughs> you know? But then I found this with so many clients. Then they break their fast and then it's like total free for all or they really have a hard time. It's like talk about the the brain chatter, like amplifying, like, you know, maybe I should have more. I haven't eaten all day. Maybe I should have a little bit more. I mean, if I didn't really eat, having a little sugar is okay. I mean, I'm having this whole big meal. I'm having an insulin surge anyway. I mean, what if I just have a little something, right? <laughs> and then they end yeah. up overeating and kind of negating the effects of that fast. So fasting is maybe one of the best. I mean, so many of my physician clients love it, right? Because you're like, yeah, my I lost my lunch because I had to work. Oh, no problem. I'll just fast. It's like so easy and comfortable. But then we have to make sure that we are, you know, we have our own back when it's time to eat. 
Okay. So that, you know, we're, you're following plan when you are in your eating window. And that's with meal planning, right? Like if you okay. guys struggle with that at all, it's like what I often tell my clients is like, not only do I want, before you start the fast, I want you to plan all the food you're going to eat to break the fast. And that's it. You follow that hundred percent and all the food you're going to eat the next day. Because even the next day they have some, I was like, but I didn't eat, you know, for however many hours yesterday. And so I can probably have a little more of, you know, something like that. And, and that really helps you to build up that accountability for yourself. You get to prove to yourself, I actually can do this. I've got myself. Right. And that's that relationship with yourself that I talk about, right. Where you are, you build up that relationship with yourself where you're like a hundred percent. I've got me all the time. If there's somebody I can rely on, it's me. Because right now, I don't know that you could really say that. You're like, nah, some of the time in certain areas right. of my life. Yeah. At work. At work. Family. At work and yeah. family. With the dog. Yeah. With <laughs> <laughs> <For> the dog. <laughs> exactly. Right. But then like we come last and then we wonder why we struggle so much. And it's like, well, what might my life be like? What might I be able to give at work and at home to the family and the dog if I were already taken care of? Like, what if that was even better? Okay. And part of the challenge that I've been trying to figure out is I know with exercise, so I, I still struggle because I don't feel good when I don't exercise. Yeah. which is, You can totally exercise. That's okay. absolutely fine. You just have to know that it's probably going to make you a little hungrier. Okay. And I have felt that. So yeah. that complicates the fasting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you know, so that's really, so people who are very afraid of hunger, if they are doing a lot of exercise too, it just makes the whole process in my experience with working with you know hundreds of clients, like it just right. makes it harder and more uncomfortable and easier to go off plan. But if you really like to exercise and you're doing it for not weight loss reasons, you know, <laughs> just to feel good, get out in nature, breathe some fresh air, you know, whatever, just like kind of the good feelings that you get when you do that or just whatever, just for health reasons, that's totally fine. But then you have to manage your thinking around it because so many of us for so many years thought that, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just run extra tomorrow to make up for the ice cream sundae I'm having right now. Or they, you know, when you're hungry after you're like, well, I did do that nice run today so I can eat more. Okay. And you really, you know, in general, you can't if you want to lose weight. So it's just knowing that like, if you're a bot in, you're like, that's okay, because I can feel hunger. And I know it's just a wave and it's going to pass and it's no big deal. I'm not going to make it a dramatic event. Totally fine. You can totally do that. But I find too running. I mean, it depends on how far you run and, you know, intensity and stuff like that, that tends to not be as doesn't slow things down as much in terms of weight loss. But people who do the really intense, like super hardcore weightlifting, CrossFit, like that kind of thing, I find that those people tend to struggle more where their body just doesn't want to give it up. If they're working out that hard, not always, but it's kind of one of those things to think about if it's like, wow, I'm really having a hard time. Well, maybe we take a break from that for a little while. And that doesn't mean you don't do anything necessarily. You can totally do lower impact things, yoga, Pilates, walking, jogging, things like that. It's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. All managing that. So give me an example. Can you think of an example of something that like a time when you like a specific example where you were struggling? with sweets or some sort of sugar? Oh, sure. In the evenings after work, after dinner, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we, I have one child who I'm really trying to learn how to change my thinking about. Mm -hmm. Don't we all? a little bit more challenging. (laughs) I know. I think everyone has one that's just born a little differently. And so 
I've really had, I'm working a lot on how I look at him because a lot of negative thinking naturally comes in and then affects how we handle him. And then it makes things worse. So, mm-hmm. but after get home from work, have dinner, and then they're often kind of riled up. And that's when I just run to the pantry and I, I, it's gotten better because I do remember when the kids were really little, just hiding in the pantry, wanting to eat white chocolate. But yeah. now it's just like run by, grab something. I definitely am not hungry. Yeah. I know but for that, sure it's so. not a hunger issue or not right. eating enough food or anything like that. It's a hundred percent emotional. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that ha- that happens maybe a couple times a week. So that's where it's just like, why can't I stop doing that? You know, you just get where you're like, you don't want to put yourself down, but you're also like this, you know, this is the key to success is really figuring out how to change that habit. Yeah. But then feeling lost in why I can't do it. So I think what we talked about today brings a lot of clarity to that. Yeah. 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 Because that's exactly what we were talking about. Just noticing, being aware. Oh, my brain's like, hey, we should, you know, kind of surf past the pantry on the way to up to bed or whatever, you know, getting the, bringing the kids in, which you're like, they get all out of control. I'm like, oh my God, that's like, we call that the pre-bed crazies at our house. We're just like, what possessed these children? Oh my God. But just noticing like, oh, my brain's going, oh, hey, remember, this is what we do. You know, like it's time to eat a little something in the pantry. And then instead just going like, okay, well, hold on a second. Let me check in. I'm actually hungry. No, I'm not. Okay. And you know, if it's like chocolate that your brain's suggesting or, you know, sugar, it's like, that's not it, right. You know, cause like broccoli's not going to solve this problem right now, you know? <laughs> and so then just going like, let me just give myself a moment. So let's actually talk about this just for a second, because okay. what I find is that a lot of my clients, and I wonder if you relate to this too, will kind of be like, you know, but I don't, I can't really like in that moment, stop and do a thought download. Like we're kind of in the middle of, you know, kind of the bedtime and, and getting everybody settled or homework or things like that. And I, I think that, well, I think it's always good to question all of our beliefs. Like I can't in that moment take the time, but it's good to even think out what is your strategy going to be when that happens? Because it's really easy then to be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to like get in touch with what my emotions are during that time. And then the time comes and you're like, (laughs) screw that. I've got like, I've got to get these kids to bed. And like, so next time I'm going to do that, let me just eat, you know, some chocolate chips or whatever, something like that. So it's good to come up with a strategy of like you get the urge to do that or either your brain offers you that idea to go into the pantry and then what are you actually going to do so okay. do you have any ideas i'll give you a couple and then maybe you yeah. can suggest yeah, i'll help you, you refine it sure. okay so one i had always thought is go brush my teeth right away because mm-hmm. that would just like get me to change my palate but i haven't really tried that yet a couple other ideas i could definitely just go outside because we have a pretty view from the porch and just kind of take a couple breaths and work through that or go in my bedroom and maybe do a thought download in a journal. I think I could easily, you know, our kids are getting a little older, so it's not like I have a baby that I have to put down. So I do think I could do something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's good to just, is your husband usually home during that time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so sometimes I think that we're like, well, you know, he's kind of helping or whatever, or he's doing his thing and I've got to be doing that. I think it can be helpful just to kind of let your spouse know, Hey, just so you know, I'm really going to be working on this one thing because I really want to stop doing it. So this is when it generally comes up for me. And I just want to let you know 
that, you know, in this kind of crazy time in the evening, I might be disappearing for a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> and okay. if I do, this is what I'm doing. Or maybe you come up with like a little bit of like a code phrase or something like, you know, that he, that he knows what that means. So it's like okay. tag, you're kind of on right now. And this is good for, you know, people who do have little kids too, where it really is like, you know, but like someone needs to be, uh, you know, watching. It's like, I'm going to be going and doing this thing for the next couple of minutes. I, okay. I promise you, I'm not just checking out and, you know, and, and, you know, not taking on the responsibility that I, that I should be doing. And then, yeah, I think it's, it's a great idea. Getting outside, I think is great. Pretty view is awesome. Breathing fresh air, I think can be helpful changing the scenery for sure is helpful, right? Like just not being right there or having it, you know, the food calling to you from inside the kitchen. And then, yeah, deciding to actually write something down, I think would be very helpful for you. Because if there's one thing that I've learned the hard way is that thought downloads are not very effective in your brain. Like when you just think them. (laughs) Like, I, it's like, we all really want them to be effective. (laughs) Like certainly this time it'll be effective. And like, it really isn't when you write it out, whether that's typing or or physically writing it, you can just like pour everything out and then you can go back and look at it. Like I have figured out beliefs that I had about myself that I literally had zero idea. I believed about myself from just like pouring out, pouring out, pouring out what was in my head. So you're getting much deeper, right? Where you get out of the surface level. Well, he said this or he said that. Like, okay, why is that a problem for me? And then writing, writing, writing. Like, what am I making all of this mean? And then you start digging in. Like, oh, like, you know, my son said this one thing or acted this one way. It's not even about that. It's all about like this deeper meaning that I'm assigning to that. And if it's especially with like one of our kids where we, you know, have more of a struggle with them, we tend to have this very elaborate story that we kind of believe about how something might not turn out well for them, you know, later in life. Like, that's why we care about this one little thing. Because if if a kid that we believe was going to be totally great in their lives did this one little thing, we wouldn't make it mean nearly the same thing. So then it's figuring out like, okay, what is this whole story that I have about him and me? And if he isn't successful, what that's going to mean about me as his mother and us as his parents and what might other people think? Like, what do I think other people are going to think? What am I going to think about me? Like delving into all that is going to be so helpful for you to do that. Plus you just get it out of your brain. So it's not like rattling around in there, like, you know, crazy driving you nuts going like, certainly a dopamine hit from some sugar is the, you know, the solution like that. <laughs> so do and you then, find it helpful to do that downloads regularly at a regular time? Or do you just more when something like this comes up to do it for sure? Whenever you can and will is, is when you should do it. Definitely, there are some people who find that there's a certain time of day that they like doing it, meaning they have the time. Like a lot of people love doing it first thing in the morning. They feel like it sets their day and they're off they go. I know people who wake up with a lot of anxiety or a lot of you know worry or a lot of negative thoughts. And so that helps them to just clear all that up before they start on their day. For me personally, I wake up, I always say, I feel like my brain's empty. Like I don't have much going on. Like my thought downloads first thing in the morning are like, life's good everything's fine. (laughs) Wish I could sleep more, you know, like this, it's not like very deep or or anything at all. But then throughout the course of the day, things happen or I have thoughts about things. And then it's like, Oh, you know, I should, I should do something on, I should write about that, you know, or something like that. If I wait too, too long, 
my thinking, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, my thinking like after 7.38 at night, a lot of times is just horrible. And then I'm like, what I need to do is just go to sleep. I don't need to like sort any of this out. My brain is just like running on fumes right now. So I'll do it like whenever I can, but I will tell you that I will make myself do it at night. If I haven't done one, even if I'm tired and I know my thinking's bad, I'm like, well, let's just, you know, even five minutes, like you just... It's part of the habit. It's like, this is what I said about it. I wanted to get to a point where not doing some thought work every day felt like not brushing my teeth. You know, it felt like, ew, like I need to do that. You know, like that, like I don't feel right when I don't do it. And the only way that that happens is with lots of practice. Because think of our kids, they'd happily not brush their teeth for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. But the reason we care so much is because we have decades of like, oh, but it feels so much better, you know? Right. Okay. So it's going to take practice. And, you know, I would just say, like, expect to like fail in the sense that you're going to be like, good for a stretch and then maybe not again. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to recommit. I'm going to do this. Like, you're building up that sort of that muscle of accountability to yourself. And I think, too, when you've done it enough and you start seeing the positive benefits, you're like, okay, I'm all in. I'm not thinking that this is useless anymore. Like, I know it really helps me. It's just dedicating that time to doing it. And so, I mean, you honestly, like, if your kids are sitting around doing their homework, like, you could sit down with them. Instead of cleaning up the kitchen or something, sit down and be like, this is my homework. Like I'm doing, you know, 10, 15 minutes of, of just journaling. Some people will also ask me too, like, you know, is it okay if I just kind of write down like what I, you know, did for the day or, you know, my thought download turns into a to-do list and it's totally fine. That's often like how we just get started. But then it's like, huh, interesting that I'm like writing about this. What is that all about? And then we get deeper. So if you only give yourself like three to five minutes, that's better than nothing. But sometimes you need a little longer to kind of get out that superficial stuff. So then you can dig in deeper going, okay, like, why was I frustrated with that? Like, what, you know, whatever the issue is, like, why was I a little, you know, felt a little poked by that one patient who said that one thing or, you know, what am I making that mean about me? Like it really keeping the thought download about like what your thoughts are about you. Not like, oh, so-and-so should be doing this. Or I, what I see a lot is like, I really wish my husband would be into this work too, because then I think he'd feel so much better. It's like, don't worry about him. <laughs> He's living his own life. You worry about you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, cha- and changing your thought about how you think he should live his life right. differently than he is. <laughs> that was my thought. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So then you have that plan. You're like, okay, pantry suggestion in my brain. Okay. Signal to husband, walk outside, you know, grab my notebook or piece of paper or whatever and sit down or laptop or something. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to get in touch with what's going on for me. Sometimes it can be good to just sit, even get out of your head, go into your body. What is the emotion I'm feeling? You know, like, what does it actually feel like in my body? Like, that's sort of like when I talked about urge work, it's very similar. Like, what, where do I feel frustration? Like, is it in my chest? Put in my stomach? Like, where is it? Like, that's how you get good at feeling it. You're like, oh, this is my old friend, frustration again. I know frustration. I'm very familiar with frustration. I can feel it. It's cool. Okay. And it can be cool too to see like whatever emotion it is that you're experiencing. Just seeing like, I wonder how long this will last. Often it's like five minutes. It's like not even that long. And you're like, well, that's interesting. If I just like, wait a minute, it actually goes away. I don't need to eat something to make it go away. I can just be patient and maybe even go about doing whatever with the kids while still feeling that, but not reacting to it. 
just going like, okay, this is what I've got inside of me and that's all good. It's totally fine. I've got me. So it's going to take some practice. And I think what you'll do is you'll kind of create your own little routine, what works for you. Okay. Right. Maybe you'll go outside and be like, yeah, actually the outside thing, it's not working for me. I'd rather go into my bedroom. Great. Whatever it is, you know, it's like, this is the work that is required. And then the weight loss comes. Okay. And that's what I've realized is that it has to, the changes have to happen in my mind before I'm really able to take the right actions. Cause right. I can say all I want. I want to do this, but I have not followed through. And I mean, so many of your podcasts really delve into these issues, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. Good. And so bad. So now what it's time to do is to take that information and turn it into action, okay. right? Like now I'm going to actually make a plan for myself and I'm going to do it. And if you want some accountability from somebody else, you know, to start out with, you can do that. It's totally fine. Knowing though, that ultimately you're the one who's accountable for to you and building up that relationship with yourself is how you do that, where you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this because I said I was going to do it. And when I say I'm going to do something, I do it always. And that, you know, right now you have a lot of evidence that you don't do that. So it's like, okay, who is that person who does always do that? And how does she think? How does she feel? How does she act? What are her models? I'm going to live those models for a while and see what happens. And like, that's how you, that's how you start becoming that person. So powerful, right? Love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I'm going to tidy this all up because you have a wedding to go to. (laughs) (laughs) I do. And I really appreciate you coming on and raising your hand. great. I love, I, I love what you're doing. I admire you. I think it's awesome to see how much, how many lives you're changing, not just oh, with the women you. you're coaching personally, but I think it's amazing how you've really assimilated all this and made it very practical to our lives. And I think that's why we all draw so much from it is because oh, so you really do understand what it's like to be a mom, to be a physician, to be busy and, yeah. you know, just kind of trying to manage all these different things. And, right. High achiever, uh, right? Giving. And, and letting yes. yourself down on this one front. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, thank you so much for saying that. This is like seriously my purpose in life. It's just, it oh, gives me so much energy. I just love doing it. So thank you awesome. so much for sharing your story with everybody. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to MD.com and click on free resources.